The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Your host is Ellen Etoff, the soulful sex coach. Our program will take you beyond the sex you've been experiencing and open up a whole new world of intimacy. You've got a lot to learn today, so let's get started. Here is Ellen Etoff. Welcome. Are you ready for an ecstatic love life? I am. Today we're going to explore the mystical Eastern perspective on sexuality and relationships and how to get your sexual energy to work for you. You'll discover how to capitalize on sexual pleasures during lovemaking to sustain your daily life with vibrancy, vitality, and mental focus, and learn to ride on that sexual energy throughout the day. We're also going to find out what times of day are best for the most fulfilling sex and when it can do actually do more harm than good. How the right kind of sex with the right partner regenerates your brain. We're going to focus on superfoods for super sex, what really has aphrodisiac effects. <laughs> we came up with that line. I just love it because it sounds like a Dr. Seuss poem. Superfoods for super sex, what really has aphrodisiac effects. We're going to get to that later on today and how your chakras can affect your sexual satisfaction and what to do if they're blocked and why the best athletes are prohibited from having sex before competition. Now, my guest today who's going to enlighten us about all of this is Sherry V, Ph.D., affectionately known as V. Welcome, V. Oh, thanks for having me, Ellen. Glad to have you here. So before we get into details, I want to tell you a bit about her. And I met V at a conference recently after I heard her say something about when it's best to have sex and when it can do more harm than good. So, of course, I had to track her down. <laughs> and, and then when we met, we really hit it off. And, and she's, I have to tell you, she's a very fascinating and accomplished person. Uh, Dr. Sherry V. was born in South Africa of Indian lineage. She focuses on yoga, the science of self-realization, to regenerate the mind and unleash the power of human possibilities. A former Swiss medical device scientist, she retrained to natural health scientist after losing her father to heart disease and helping her mother recover from breast cancer. She devotes her 20 years of global research findings, education, training, and food and herbal formulations to activating your natural organic human potential. Dr. V is passionate about mountains and has climbed the Himalayas, African ranges, North American Rockies, and Swiss Alps. I tell you, I'm jealous about that. She holds a post-doctorate specializing in medical devices and is a Swiss patent holder. She furthered her doctoral education in natural medicine, including Ayurvedic, homeopathy, and TCM. She now is focused on holistic medicine and is actively involved in the research and development of brain-enhancing products and programs for sustainable health. 
Her research has led to Dr. V superfoods that feed Olympians, Dr. V super kids to mentor children, and Dr. V academy to educate adults and seniors. Since 2005, she's enhanced the lives of thousands of children, adults, and elderly. Her upcoming book, Free Your Mind, Free Your Body, will be launched in a few months. Now, clearly, she can speak to many topics on natural health and wellness, but because this is the Ecstatica show, we're going to focus on the energetics of better sex. Okay, V, so let's start with what is the Eastern perspective on relationships and sexuality? Oh, all right. Well, the Eastern teachings really focus on reuniting us with the source of our existence, Mm -hmm. which is our pure consciousness. Now, we can attain this on our own, but if we are in a relationship, we can also do it, but we need to follow certain practices. Now, in general, the Eastern perspectives on relationships and life in general are based on the Verdas, which are the ancient scriptures of India that are over 5,000 years old. And the Upanishads is a continuation of the Verdas, and thereafter the later texts include the Yoga Sutras and the Tantras. Yes, and... um just so people understand, you might have heard of Tantra, and in the West, Tantra is primarily focused on sexuality, but there's actually many limbs of Tantra, and the sexuality portion just being one of them. So when you speak of the Tantras, I know you're speaking of a wide body of, of uh, sort of spiritual enlightenment uh, yes. knowledge, very deeply <laughs> steeped old knowledge. Mm-hmm, absolutely, because the Tantra also refers to the eight limbs of yoga, but changes the priority somewhat. For instance, it addresses the yoga postures, the asanas first instead of third, and then it goes right into the yamas, which are really focused on love. So in order mm. of importance there, the first principle in a loving relationship is not to do harm to yourself or to your partner, to be truthful to yourself and your partner, not to steal, to live gracefully, and not to be greedy. So uh, these are some of the forms of Tantra, and probably what's better known in the West is the Kama Sutra, which is part of the Tantras, and basically, actually, probably unknown in the West. It uses the sexual energy and different positions to actually get rid of, of the obsession with the lower forms of sexual energy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> right. I so, like that. Yeah, exactly. So that you can actually, you know, get rid of that. You're over with your obsession because you're going through the actual practices and the proper postures. So you can actually then be free to access higher forms of consciousness. So you mean those postures where they're sitting there in odd positions, sipping tea while they're having intercourse? <laughs> That's one way to increase your access to uh, your, your getting rid of your obsessions and access to enlightenment maybe, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You know, and this is what's very intriguing for me because I'm of Indian lineage and uh, yet I've lived in the West, so I know a bit of both worlds. Um, so yeah, so this all goes back to consciousness 
And you may, you know, most people may wonder, well, what is consciousness? And the word as postulate that cosmic consciousness led to the creation of the individual consciousness that is actually within each of us. And we can connect to this power through our mind by using the body. So um, I'll give you an example that that's may, the, you know. That's really the integration of consciousness or spirituality with our physicality, which is exactly what this is all about. So, Right, perfect. absolutely. And I thought of, well, you know, perhaps an example um, to help the, the listeners. Well, well, think of a top chef, right, who wants to create an amazing dish. He wants to win first prize in a national cooking competition. Now, he needs the right kitchen, he needs the right utensils, and he needs the right ingredients. So similarly, the mind is like the chef, and the body mm-hmm. is like the kitchen, and the utensils in the kitchen are like the five senses of the body. Oh, great analogy. Right, and the ingredients are like the five sense organs of the body. Mm. And through these senses and the organs, the body can then nourish itself, protect itself, and fine-tune itself so that we can, as the mind and the chef, win the competition. So similarly, our mind can use our body to connect to our consciousness, which is the purpose of life. Right? And I, yes, absolutely. And am I correct in understanding or making an assumption that when you say mind, you don't necessarily mean mental activity, but kind of a bigger mind that includes all of us, all of it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just want yes. to make sure that we're not yes. too narrowly mental. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, this topic is so vast, it would take several shows. <laughs> so I need to be invited back. <laughs> so, so back to the, the issue of the chef. Now, what would happen if that chef finds himself in the best fitted kitchen in the world, but is restricted from using his talents? Well, if he doesn't explode first, he's going to feel unfulfilled and drained of passion and energy in his daily life. So according to the Verdas, we find ourselves in this body only to use it to connect to the individual self and to attain nirvana naturally. But if we block that purpose, even in the basic instincts like sex or the need to eat, we can actually lead to more problems because we're going against the life force of nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's quite interesting because according to the Verdas, if we allow to naturally develop from birth to age 21 without any interference, we can actually by the age 21 learn how to be naturally happy so that the relationships that we have with others, with ourselves, with our loved ones can actually be very, very powerful. Of course, see, when this culture is allowed to develop to the age 21 without inhibitions of of a (laughs) multitude of sorts, (laughs) that therein is the problem. Yeah, that's true. And the fact is, if at an early age we're becoming more aware of our particular body type and mind type, we can then, even with our children, if we know what mind type or body type they have, we can then guide them towards attaining this um, loving relationship by the age 21. So uh, do you have any idea what a body type is? Well, I'll let you explain, but basically I understand there's three of them. And for those of you who are interested in 
learning these, what your particular body type is, at the end of the program, um, I'm going to tell you where you can get a free assessment that Dr. V has put online so that you can learn your own body type. So go ahead and tell us what the three are if you wanted, if it's relevant to what we're going to get into here. Yeah, sure. So the shape and nature of the body is made up of five elements of nature. That's space, air, fire, water, and earth. And depending on the mix of these elements, they, you may have more or less of these. And that actually constructs the way you look and uh, your body frame. For instance, if you have more water and earth elements, you may have a larger body frame and soft, lustrous skin versus if you have more space and air, then you would have a small body frame and dry skin. So there are basically three body types, the Vata, Pita, and Kapha. And if any of the five elements are out of balance, the circulation of the energy, including the sexual energy in your body, becomes blocked. So it's important to know your body type so you can select the right foods, the exercise, times of day to eat and even sleep so that your relationships and your daily life can actually be optimized. Okay. So um, you've talked about um, in Vedic philosophy that it's easier for a person in a female body to attain enlightenment. And I'd like you to kind of tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. This is very intriguing, especially for the two of us, Ellen. <laughs> I think that we're born in the right body. <laughs> so according to the Vedas, the source of creation is actually feminine energy. Yes, you heard me right. <laughs> it does not mean women or female gender, but it means female energy, which means that the female energy is the emotional creative power and the masculine energy has more of the destructive and physical power. So if we look into the verdict philosophies, the role of women in the verdict philosophies is that of a divine connection to creation. So throughout India, wherever you go in India, um, you will see this uh, deity, the divine mother or the divine Shakti that always is revered because women are really the creators of love and compassion. So it's easier for a, for a person in a female body actually to attain enlightenment because the females inherently have two aspects of the feminine energy. That's the physical masculine and the creative emotional. For a person in a male body, on the other hand, especially if the feminine energy is suppressed, then he will be more focused on the physical and material aspects of the world. And when this happens and the female energy in his system becomes locked into the lower energy areas of the body and waits there patiently (laughs) to be unleashed. (laughs) And in the Verdas, this is typically done through the process of Kundalini awakening. Okay, well, that's getting interesting. So, um, so first of all, women have more direct access to enlightenment, even if we can't get the same wages in work, right? So there you go. There, there's the balance in that. <laughs> so, but it sounds like um, so you're saying men can access enlightenment most easily through access of the Kundalini energy. So, is this? Um, this sounds like what you're saying is the way. So the kundalini energy is that vital life force, that often called sexual energy, the creative energy of the planet, of the universe, really. And so one way to integrate our sexuality with our spirituality or consciousness, you're saying for men, but I'm guessing for both men and women, ultimately, 
wouldn't that be to integrate these energies, the masculine and feminine? Well, or you're not? almost right. <laughs> it, and it's yeah. actually, it's actually for both men and women. The secret is to awaken the female sacred energy. Okay, so how do you go about that? Let's get started and then we may have to take a break, but get get started on that. Sure. So this is all about being loving and compassionate. And because of the shift of view of women and the role of women, even women themselves need to reestablish this connection to the sacred female energy. Um, So in essence, we need to quieten this overactive physical component. And for women, in fact, we are at a higher risk for a misalignment unless we take special care to stay balanced. And imbalances are typically expressed in relationships and sexuality and how we contribute to the well-being of the planet. Now, I'm not sure if you know of Dr. Dan- Daniel Amen. Yeah, he's been uh, publicized. He's had some shows on PBS with his uh, brain research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he features in the book as well. But according to uh, Dr. Amen, and he looked at uh, thousands of brain scans and he's come up with um, uh, research results that reveal out of the 80 areas of the brain that he studied, women's brains are actually more active in 70 areas. Now, if we link this back now to the sacred female energy, we begin to understand this better. And the uniqueness of being female and having access to the 70 areas of the brain can actually work for us in a relationship. Okay, well, let's talk more about how that can be done right after we take a short break, okay? Okay, wonderful. All right, this is Ellen Etoff, and my guest is Dr. Sherry V. You're listening to Ecstatica on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And a couple of days after the live broadcast, you can get downloads of this show as well as show transcripts at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X as in exciting, T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash show, S-H-O-W. So stay tuned for more with Dr. Sherry V on the energetics of better sex. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. 
Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Health is in your hands. What you do and what you don't do sets the course for the path of your life. Listen for wise chats, simple talk, profound wisdom with Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. Through this series, we'll explore energetic approaches to health and healing that provide practical and personal solutions. Our guests will share ideas and insights that will help us all adopt new behaviors and create lasting internal shifts. Wise Chats can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, this is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Sherry V, and we're discussing the energetics of better sex. And we were just talking about how women's brains and how we have access to so much, so many more channels in the body through our brains, but it can work for us or against us relative to integrating our sexuality with our spirituality. So, uh, V, why don't you go ahead and kind of continue where we left off? Mm-hmm, certainly. Well, as women, we're quite unique then, and we have a lot of advantage, especially now that Dr. Daniel Amen has brought this to the fore. Right. <laughs> so this uniqueness can work for us or against us in relationships. It could work for us if we are aware of our sacred feminine energy. Now, this means, you know, if we go back into the roles of women, etc., if we are more aware of our spirituality, then we can contribute to our relationship even better. Um, however, if we continue to live in the role set out for us, then we will have an identity crisis, making us even more vulnerable to stress, depression, infertility, excess, uh, yes, etc. And that's happening right? with so many women in the West. Right. So we can actually use our relationships to regenerate the brain. Well, tell because, us about that. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because when we're happy, the brain secretes protective hormones and chemicals like endorphins and oxytocin Mm -hmm. versus the destructive chemicals like cortisol. And this then strengthens our immunity. And remember that the driving force of nature is sacred feminine energy in the form of pure love. As for these reasons, being sexually intimate with the right person can actually regenerate the brain. Mm, for both men and women? Both men and women, absolutely. And you know the saying, if you cannot be with the one you love, love the one you're with. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> and that actually is very true for the health of the brain. Because if you learn to accept the person you are with and engage in loving sex, you will actually protect your brain. And the secret is to be authentic, to be present not to lie to yourself or to the one you're with. 
And this again goes back to the chemicals that are secreted by the brain. If what you think, say, and do are in harmony, then the brain actually regenerates instead of destroying itself. So this is quite important. And as we know, sex is a basic instinct. It's basically there to procreate, to propagate the species, an animalistic instinct. It's the most powerful form of energy in the body. And that is why, you know, some of the rishis go to great lengths to describe how not to waste it and to use it for a higher purpose. But when we are having sex then without the need to procreate, we then need to take additional steps to stay within the sacred feminine energy of love and compassion. And the way to do this, right, is actually to love the one you're with. And if, if you have fantasies, for instance, you know, that can actually affect the way the brain perceives the situation. Adversely. Adversely, absolutely. And in fact, holes are created in the brain, which you then need to work harder at to fulfill and regenerate. You know, when you say fantasies, you mean fantasies about something that's other than what's happening right now with your partner. Yes, absolutely. Or for instance, um, or one of the, the, the prime examples, of course, is uh, pornography, right? Yes. So for instance, if we're too obsessed with that, when we actually then are with our partner, our mind is not in the present moment. Yes, it's we fantasizing have- something you saw on the online yes right and we're fantasizing about our partner which is not real so we're out of reality and it's when we are always grounded in reality that is when the brain is not confused and the, mm-hmm. when the brain is not confused the right chemicals are secreted otherwise there's discrepancy in the brain there's a disconnect between the body and the mind and it actually harms the brain more than ever. That's the best um, <laughs> description of why, you know, pornography can be a problem that, that I've ever heard. And now, regarding fantasies, sometimes people have, let, let me just put it this way. Fantasies can, I, I mean, you can argue with this, but I would say fantasies aren't necessarily negative in a relationship, but I would personally recommend that you keep your discussion of fantasies and hopefully your you're thinking about them or visualizing them to a situation when you're not actually engaged in sex. Like to discuss them with your partner when you're in a non-sexual situation so they don't detract from the lovemaking you're engaged in at the moment. But if you do have fantasies, since people are naturally often going to have fantasies, um, you can explore your needs and desires and the underlying um, intimacy that can be accessed when you discuss your fantasies at a deeper level like we discussed last week with Dr. Tammy Tammy Nelson in the episode I had on this show called Getting the Sex You Want. But that's sort of like separate from the situation when you're actually making love. And I have to totally agree with you that the absolute most exciting, fulfilling, nurturing, energetically profound and pleasurable sex is when you can really... Like, get out of your head, and that's the toughest thing for so many of us women, but to get out of our heads and into our bodies and our hearts so that you're not thinking about anything else, not even about the next minute when you're hoping to have an orgasm, possibly. Mm -hmm. Just really 
focusing in the moment that you're in at that time and the sensuality that you're experiencing with your partner, the senses in your body, the the journey, if you're moving toward orgasm, just focusing on the journey, not on the goal, like, you know, the whole idea about the journey and not getting to the mountaintop necessarily, even though you, that's probably the easiest way to get there is to not try. And your experience with your partner, whether it's breathing together, feeling and expressing your love um, or pleasuring your partner. But again, like you say, when you get into a fantasy of any kind or the moment before you're you're going to experience it or a moment that just happened at that point you're out of you're out of it you're not in the experience you're not getting the most pleasure out of it and it's a great opportunity to um, to live life at its fullest because sex can be so profoundly pleasurable and intense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and and that is why I think also even if couples um, are in a family situation they need to take the time and and perhaps dedicate a, a day of the week for this love affair pour l'amour yeah love you know and and for instance you know uh, if it's a night in the in, during the week you could uh, plan to send the kids away to some friend's home and um, take a a a uh, or make an effort to be completely present in the here and now with your partner and uh, yes you know fantasies are good but when you're with your partner you need to be feeling touch smelling uh, tasting your partner yes. so um, yeah so so uh, watch observe love and adore your partner for who he or she really is at that moment with no masquerades so for instance you know t- during the day you could either uh, go for a walk or a hike a bike ride bond together in that way and then shop together romantically for in the market for ingredients smell the foods touch it prepare the foods together maybe even soak in the tub you know make it a home romantic getaway and mm-hmm. then I have uh, one suggestion which works really good and that is prepare the food with love but then feed each other with your hands forget the, the fork knife and spoon but use your hands yeah, the best meal I ever had was when I actually did forget the fork knife and spoon on a camping trip and ended up eating <laughs> meat and salad with dressing with our bare hands and it was the most sensual erotic meal I've ever had and this would be great to incorporate doing with each other right right that is the best experience because then you're actually getting deep into really getting to know who your partner is in the present here and now, you know, there's no other fantasies there. Yes, we so often experience our partner as as they used to be or as our ideas of who they are, but as you're saying, right here in the moment, it may be different than they will be tomorrow and different than they were yesterday, but right now... Enjoy that experience of sharing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And another tip I have uh, for couples as well is um, perhaps experience a a one night ex- exclusive attention to your partner without any expectation of him or her giving back to you. So it's mm-hmm. all about your partner. So, for instance, a full body massage and pampering her just exclusively for that night without expecting her to get up 
and change or to start pampering you. But just continue completely uh, massage from head to foot, very loving, very compassionate, put all your energy and love into it so that she feels that peace and settles into her sacred feminine energy. And she may actually drift into a very deep sleep after that, which actually also regenerates her brain. But because you, as a man, have now engaged in your female sacred self, you also benefit from that. Oh, you're saying you're, the feminine is the one who's like being sensual and giving the massage and so forth. You're saying that's actually, Absolutely. even though it's giving, which is kind of a yang focus, you're saying that's really the feminine because it's sensual? Yes, it's full of love. Anything Mm -hmm. that has to do with love rides on the breath of the sacred feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's natural, though, and I want you just to speak to this. It's so natural for people to want to reciprocate when they do this sort of thing. And you're saying this is a situation when you're not looking toward an end game of sex. Mm -hmm. But... um, it's natural for the other person to want to reciprocate, but you're saying do that on separate occasions. Yes, absolutely. And try it, and you will feel the difference. It is so powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's indescribable. And don't wait until they're sick or injured. Just do it. Right, <laughs> right. Because you want to. Right, because it's it's one way, and it's there with no expectation, and you don't want to change that energy level. Because there's a special energy that you're actually stimulating at that moment. And sometimes it can be so profound that that energy can shift, and I'll talk about this in a bit as well, between the two channels of breath and then allow it to enter the kundalini channel. You know, it can be that powerful, but only if you allow it to ride undisturbed. Mm. Right? So, you know, especially for women, we want to get up, we want to now, you know, uh, share our love with the other person and feel obligated to do that, even though we're really into this deep sleep or deep uh, uh, trance level, right? Instead, have an agreement before then, look, this is all about you tonight, you know, where we're looking at a deeper level of consciousness, try it (laughs) and then write to me and tell me about it (laughs) sounds good okay and then the next night or another night she can do the massage for him and give in the same way and let him just drift off to sleep without expectation of reciprocation huh absolutely okay so yeah that sounds like a beautiful exchange so let's get in you know you mentioned the channels and let's talk a little bit about the um to get that kundalini rising and Let's talk a bit about the chakras. Let's begin now, at least. Um, does that sound like a good place mm-hmm. yes, to go with this? Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so there's really um, seven chakra centers or primary ones, but let's describe, I'll let you describe what the chakras are for those who aren't familiar with this, and we'll just kind of get into this description before we take a break, and then we'll come back and get to it more sure. in depth. Right, and I'll talk. I should talk faster. <laughs> no, don't, no, no, so, don't speed up. You're doing no. great. <laughs> okay. Right. So the life energies, according to the Verdas, circulate in the body in over 72,000 channels. And the energies cross over and intersect throughout the body at 
points called chakras. And there are many chakras, but there are seven main chakra centers along the spine, neck, going up to the head. And each of these energy points are also connected to vital sense organs and actions and the five elements. So depending on our body type and our mind type, when we engage in certain thoughts, words, and actions that do not keep our five elements in balance, then the flow of energy will be blocked and we could experience feelings of negativity, fear, guilt, etc. So um, let me maybe firstly go into the... um, the seven chakras. Yeah, and I let me that? just kind of, see, that'd be great. I'd like to kind of set the context because um, basically we're talking about the energy flow that begins at the base of this, correct me if I'm wrong, the energy flow that begins at the base of the spine, moves up to these various um, energy vortices along the spine, and as it moves up, the top one is a crown of the skull, top of the head, where you're connecting con- with consciousness, so it this is really the energy channel along which our physicality or our sexuality, our vital life force moves up and connects us with our spirituality and consciousness. And in the middle of that is, of course, the heart, which is love. So I just kind of wanted to give that connection. So we're still talking about sexuality and spirituality. I want to give people that, that mm-hmm. relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the purpose of, of a life is to, of course, gain spirituality. And the way we do that is to move from the lower chakras to the higher chakras. And the lowest chakra is that that's found at the base of the spine. And that's the uh, focus of the element earth. And that's where our uh, basic instincts of sex um, and attachment are. The second chakra thereafter is um, the center of procreation. And following that Before we get to that, we're going to stop with the center of procreation number two because it's time for us to take our last break. And we're going to come back to that. So um, this is Ellen Etoff uh, with my guest, Dr. Sherry V on Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. We'll be right back. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. We all want peace. 
We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radioshow at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Sherry V discussing the energetics of better sex. And before we went to break, we started discussing the chakras or the energy channels that um, sort of align with the spine from the base of the spine to the top of the head, the base being our vitality and vital life force and the top of the head connecting us with the divine consciousness and integrating uh, those within ourselves. So we got to the first chakra, the second chakra, and I'll let you continue, V. Sure. So the third chakra is actually a very important chakra, and that's in the solar plexus. and Which is sort of around the, just below the belly button, right? Right. Or, yeah. Absolutely, and it has the element of fire because it's involved in digestion. It's called Manipura, and I'll come back to this in a bit. Then thereafter, we have the heart chakra, um, which actually has the element of air, and it's called Anahatta. And then thereafter, we have the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra, and that is, incorporates the element of space, and it's called Vishuddha. And thereafter, actually, the elements disappear and we go more into higher conscious states. So the sixth chakra is the Ajna, which is located in the brain. And thereafter, the seventh of the highest chakra is the Sahasrara, which is beyond uh, uh, the brain and is on the top of the head. So that is actually where we're aiming to go as we develop in life. Um, any questions at this stage? No, this is good. And I know that there's, and uh, many of the listeners will know that there are often colors associated and, and yes. sounds associated with each chakra. But you're going to be speaking here about how, uh, how we, you know, the, wherever the energy is blocked, as the kundalini energy moves up from the base of the spine, that's where we get kind of thwarted in connecting our sexuality with our spirituality or even connecting our love and our sexuality with our partner. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, if I had to, to select just maybe one of these to focus on very quickly mm-hmm. here, and mm-hmm. um, I'll go directly to the one of the solar plexus that I mentioned earlier, right. because that is, you know, the seat uh, of a lot of our problems, but it also pervades throughout the body. So it's in the solar plexus, it's where the prana breath actually flows from throughout the body. And it can be used uh, very powerfully to heal many illnesses and all also mm. to improve our self-esteem, to and this is very good in relationships and in sexuality as well. So there's a very simple uh, breathing technique that can be used. You oh, can, great. We can do it now? Right, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Get ready, so you guys who are listening. Okay. We're so you do an lie, exercise. There you go. You lie on your back in a very relaxed position. And the first breath you you take is actually you cleanse your body off all the breath, so you breathe out. So it's completely all the breath is out. Then you breathe in through your nose for a count of four. And while you're breathing in, you're actually expanding the diaphragm. So it's really blossoming out. Yeah, right below your rib cage, between your rib cage and your navel is the diaphragm area. Okay. Absolutely. Then you let it out through your nose, but now for double the count. So now you're letting it out for a count of eight. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing that, you're completely squeezing, contracting, even the rectum and the butt. You're so just pushing everything, your out. everything is contracted, so you're squeezing, yeah. right? So every Good. inch of your body is contracted and you're really letting out the breath. And what you're doing here is you're in fact taking away all the toxins and the blockages in your chakras and your body. And as you're breathing in, you are regenerating your entire body. And because the solar plexus is the four, is the place where digestion and the fire interacts to change energy and metabolize it so that you can utilize it correctly, it helps circulation in the body. And if you repeat this, just even if it's just five times, twice a day, but important, You have to do it at the same time each day. Exactly, or how close to the same time? Close as possible to the same time to benefit the Like maybe when you get up in the morning or when you go to bed or before a meal or something? Yes, before a meal is better, absolutely. Uh, In the morning is perfect. And ensure also that you're in a room that has um, fresh air. So use a filter if you think the air in the room is not fresh because you're using the breath. It's best done outside in, um, in a forest area or where there's lots of trees. Oh, yeah, like we can all go there during our lunch break, right? <laughs> right, there you go. Otherwise, as I mentioned, make sure that the air is filtered in that room. Mm-hmm. So use a simple filter. Okay. Right, because you really are using um, you know, a lot of the, the breath or the, the air in the room. And do this for a month. And actually, according to the rishis, this can um, change the way the body integrates um, energies and can also heal many illnesses and diseases. And over time, you can actually increase the counts. So then from a count of four, you would go to a count of six. And so double the, the, ex, the exhalation to a count of 12. But do not um, go beyond what you can manage. Okay. Very so important. now this is, a, this is a great piece of information. So basically the exercise is to breathe in, whether it's four or six, whatever you're doing, breathe in on the count of, no, excuse me, you exhale 
first. First, yes. Okay, exhale first on the long count. Just remind me. Is it double? Which When is it doubled? Well, yeah, first you exhale. All your air is out. And then you inhale just for uh, the it. single count. So it's, yeah, so a count of four. Okay, so you exhale inhale. everything before you start out. counting. Right. Squeeze, squeeze everything, anus, diaphragm, right. everything, everything, squeezing everything out. the air out. Then you breathe in at a count of four to start. Right. Mm-hmm. Do not hold the breath. So do okay. not pause. So this is That's not important. Tension. Got it. Okay. Right. And then you exhale on a slower count, double that number to eight in this case. Yes. And you do this several times over in one session? Yes. Say, say even if it's five times, is better than none. Okay. So five but times if- and you do this twice a day in a room with fresh, clean air and um, or outside with good air if you're able. And mm-hmm. you would do this twice a day for a month. Mm-hmm. and see what kind of great results you get, huh? Absolutely, and do let me know. <laughs> Love it, okay. And if, you're, if anybody wants to try this, and I hope everybody will, um, then write to me at radio show at, um, what was it, radio show at ecstatica.com. And then um, we'll, you know, we'll get a conversation going. I'd love to hear that, and I'm sure you'll be interested as well. Mm-hmm. And so there's different exercises you could theoretically do with each chakra to clear. Out, as I understand. Yes. But we're yes. not going to be able yes, to get absolutely. into all of those right now. Right, right. Thank you so much. That's a great exercise. Well, wonderful. So, so um, I want to make sure that we could come back to that if there's time at the end of the show, but I want to make sure that we address some of the questions that we promised we would talk about. And I know this may even relate to this particular chakra, which is what times of day are the best for the most fulfilling sex? And when can it do more harm than good? Mm-hmm. Well, it's worst after dinner. Which and- is the worst when a lot of people sex but after dinner like how long like 10 half an hour after dinner not so good but how many hours after dinner does it what about three yeah three to four hours and this goes against what the west actually you know teaches us where uh, and also uh, um forces us to do the fact is we're so rushed during the day that we forget to eat and then when we get home we want to really gorge ourselves and satisfy our partners and the kids so it's all packed into one and actually destroys the brain so instead have a big lunch and a light dinner at least on a day when you're planning to have sex and i have emphasize that even if you've been in a relationship for a long time you should whenever possible plan sex get it on the calendar you did that when you were dating at least you had the expectation you'd have sex but you did plan to get together and it's not distracting from spontaneity to put it on the calendar your spontaneity occurs within the time that you spend together if you don't put it on the calendar it may never happen and what she's suggesting now as I understand V that you know, when you know you're going to be having sex or hoping to, have a bigger lunch so you can have a light dinner later on. The kids can still eat more, but you can have sex sooner after dinner and still get a good night's sleep. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. And this might be an incentive to actually have a light dinner <laughs> right. so that you can have sex. And you will then actually be increasing your metabolism as well. <laughs> Say that what, so sex increases your metabolism. Yes, if you and I if you have it like I said 3 to 4 hours after dinner but it's even better if you have it before dinner. And uh, this is actually a trick that um, it's, it's not about sex, but this is the technique that most of my Olympic athletes use as well. Be just bef- 
before they go on a very big race, uh, etc., there are certain types of foods they eat beforehand, and immediately after they stop, there are certain types of foods they eat so that they can sustain their energy thereafter. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So before I want to get to the athletes, but before we do, um, so it sounds like. So you might have heard the song Afternoon Delight. So Afternoon Delight refers to having sex in the afternoon. So that might actually be a really good time because it's it's a while after lunch, but not before. But it's also before dinner. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So afternoon snack. <laughs> How about that? Sex snack. Okay. Or a mid morning snack. Yeah. What about in the morning when people wake up? If they're you know sometimes they want to catch a quickie before they go to work before they even get up. How does that? Right. There are, yeah, there are some issues here, and I'm going to talk about it nevertheless. Okay, because <laughs> it's when men's testosterone is the highest. Right, but you see in the morning, and the Vedas talk about this in depth as well, in the morning our system is actually geared to flush out toxins. So we need to prepare for that instead of um, engaging in an activity that is going to change the flow of energy. So in the morning we're really prepared preparing for a, I'm going to say it anyway, a bowel movement. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, it's a reality so it's, show here. It's a, okay. It's real. <laughs> so in, instead, and I'll just throw it out there, well, you know, have your shower, etc., and maybe just before you leave to work, have a quickie. Okay, and there you way, go. Really, you know, you're on the go. <laughs> Sounds good. And they're not good. So now I'll let you get back to the athletes because you did start to get into that. So um, why... You know, is it just because athletes are going to dissipate their energy before they have a big athletic event that they shouldn't have sex because it just takes too much out of them? Uh, Yes, and and it's because the sexual energy is the most powerful energy in the human body. So according to the Verdas, we should actually preserve that. And the Verdas talk about, you know, a lot about how to preserve the release of semen because it actually is a very powerful source of energy and they can actually feed it back into the body. Now, athletes haven't learned how to do this. (laughs) Okay, so the best thing is just to avoid sex. Okay, for starters. Yes, and actually some of them are really um, grueled about that before they go into an event. Right, I'm sure most people who are into athletics are familiar with that. So one thing I want to be sure we get to is like what what foods should you eat for good sex? Are there there special foods or superfoods for super sex? Well, basically, organic foods are orgasmic foods. Mm. If you can remember that, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about everything else. But anything that's freshly made, organic, remember the five elements, right? Our body's made up of the five elements, so is food. If we eat the correct foods, it fits in the body like a lock and a key. And we're able to use that energy for great sex. So, uh, so that's very important. And the main, in, uh, main food actually is pure raw organic cacao before it's made into chocolate. Because, yeah. Right, because of the antioxidants and then there's an important chemical that's known as phenylethylamine. And this, essentially the chemicals and stimulate a sense of excitement and well-being and just heats things up. Oh, that sounds good. And I know that you've also talked about maca, which many people have heard about as well. And right. since we're going to have to take off soon, what I would like to do is tell people that if you want to learn more about not only uh, Dr. V's work in general, her children's program, her uh, 
Academy and to learn more about superfoods, which will give you super sex and um, her various superfood products, you can go to drv.com. That's D-R like doctor, the abbreviation, V as in Victor, I-E dot com. I've had her superfood samples. They are so delicious. Nothing like what you think healthy food should taste like if it's you know, prepackaged. They're really yummy snacks that you'd want to keep eating. And if you want to um, get her free online assessment of your body type, she has a special page set up, which is again, drv.com, drvie.com slash learn your body type. So I'm sorry we didn't get to more, but I have to just tell you, these superfoods are really super good. So um, do check it out at drv.com. Sherry, I want to thank you so much. You've given us so much information and context and exercises. So helpful. I just really appreciate your being here. Well, Ellen, it's a pleasure, and you are just a darling. Do keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of love to you. You too. Thank you so much, V. Take care. Goodbye, everyone. And in support of you having an erotic, ecstatic love life, I want to thank you for listening to Ecstatica. We hope you've learned from and enjoyed the show today. Join us again for another stimulating hour of Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life, with your host, Ellen Etoff, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, enjoy the best sex of your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program, brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 